0: Section forty five of A History of the Inquisition of Spain, Volume Four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eric Bjornson. A History of the Inquisition of Spain, Volume Four by Henry Charles Lee. Book Eight, Chapter Nine Spheres of Action, Witchcraft. Part Eight. Thus the belief, so persistently affirmed by the Church, continued to exist among theologians. Even one so learned as Fray Maestro Alvarado, in 1813, when defending the Inquisition against the Cortes of Cadiz, told the deputies that Cervantes was better authority in favor of the belief than they were against it, and he instanced a recent case in Urena. There were two women in a church, and inside of all the people were carried through the air by demons. Still, so long as the belief was academical and did not lead to the stake, it was comparatively harmless, and the Inquisition deserves full credit for depriving it of its power for evil. In this, there is a remarkable coincidence between the holy offices of Spain and of Rome, although the latter was somewhat tardy in the good work. After the organization of the Congregation in 1542 by Paul III, there was a considerable interval before it was asserted exclusive jurisdiction over witchcraft. It is true that in 1582, in the papal city of Avignon, it was relaxed to the secular arm eighteen witches in a single sentence. But the next year, 1853, when the people of Val Found themselves ruined by the numerous witches among them, they applied for relief not to the Inquisition, but to their archbishop, San Carlo Borromeo. After a preliminary investigation, he came with a group of learned theologians, and so worked on the consciences of the culprits that he won nearly all to repentance. More than a hundred and fifty are said to have confessed and abjured at one time. There were, however, twelve pertinacious ones, including the provost of Roveredo. He was degraded from orders, and all were duly burnt they of course being negativos who refused to admit their guilt the inquisition in fact was willing to share its jurisdiction with the bishops but not with the secular courts with which in fifteen eighty eight and fifteen eighty nine we find it in controversy it contended that as witchcraft infers apostasy its cognizance is ecclesiastical residing either in the bishop or the inquisition and further that when a civil court has commenced a prosecution the inquisition has the right to inspect the proceedings and decide as to whether or not the case belongs to him various decisions and instructions from this time until 1603 indicate the line of action the jurisdiction is only spiritual for the heresy and apostasy and takes no count of alleged murders or other crimes the penalty is therefore merely penance usually scourging and inquisitors are told not to exile witches to places where they were not known but to settle them where they could be kept under watch that this leniency did not satisfy the people was shown at gubbio in 1633 where a woman undergoing the scourge was set upon by the populace and stoned to death nor was the inquisition itself always consistent for in sixteen forty one the tribunal of milan relaxed anna maria pomolia to the secular arm for witchcraft and homicide when murders were charged the rule was that if a secular court had commenced prosecution the culprit was returned to it for due punishment after the spiritual offence had been penanced but if the inquisition had been the first to act it was not to abandon its penitent to the secular arm except in case of relapse the practical working of this is seen in a case at padua in sixteen twenty nine where three witches imprisoned in the public gal, were handed over to the tribunal which made them abjure formally and then returned them when the magistrates burnt them that there was considerable scepticism as to the truth of this abbot may be assumed from the rule that the evidence of witches without persons seen in these assemblies was not to be received to the prejudice of such persons as it all held to be an illusion this scepticism increased and there was a desire to train the people to disbelief as appears from a highly creditable act in sixteen thirty one the inquisitor of Navarra reported that his vicar Vegeli, had commenced proceedings for witchcraft against a woman when she hanged herself in prison and he asked instructions whether to continue the prosecution against the corpse or whether she had been strangled by the demon or other witches also whether he should proceed against a girl and her accomplices who had confessed extrajudicially to have been at the sabbat in reply the congregation ordered him to send the proceedings in the case of the suicide and also the deposition of the girl meanwhile he was to remove the vicar and replace him with a proper person and take pains himself by means of the parish priests to instruct the people as to the fallacies of witchcraft the same spirit was manifested in 1641, when an affirmative answer was given to the Inquisitor of Mantua, who asked whether he should prosecute those who beat and insulted witches on the pretext of their being witches. The Congregation, however, did not place on the index the Compendium Maleficarum of Fray Francesco Maria Guaccio, 2nd edition, Milan, 1621, which taught all the beliefs concerning witches, and was adorned with woodcuts representing them as riding on demons through the air and worshipping Satan in the Sabbat what renders the leniency of the congregation especially remarkable is that it was in contravention of a decree of gregory the fifteenth in sixteen twenty three sharpening the penalties of those entering into compacts with the demon if they caused death by sorcery they were to be relaxed to the secular arm even for a first offence while for causing impotence or infirmity or injury to harvests or cattle they were to be imprisoned for life without of course venturing formally to mitigate the harshness of these penalties the congregation could at least elude them practically by interposing difficulties in the way of conviction and this it did in sixteen fifty seven in a series of instructions to inquisitors full belief in the reality of witchcraft was assumed but there was a hideous enumeration of the abuses through which so many innocent women were condemned the mode of procedure prescribed was based largely on the spanish instructions of sixteen fourteen and special stress was laid upon moderation in the use of torture which was never to be employed until all the papers in the case had been submitted to the congregation and its assent had been obtained, while common fame was not to be considered an in indication justifying arrest. The injunction of 1593, which prohibited accepting testimony as to those seen in the Sabbath, was renewed for the reason that these assemblages were mostly an illusion, and justice did not demand prosecution of those recognized through illusion. While thus there was no concession in principle, in practice the persecution of witchcraft became much less deadly. A manual dating about 1700 states that in these cases the Inquisition is accustomed to move slowly and with the greatest circumspection, for the indications are generally indirect and the corpus delicti most difficult to prove. If the evidence is strong, torture is employed both for the fact and the intention. If apostasy is confessed, formal abjuration is required. If it or evil belief is denied, the abjuration is de vehemente. The accomplices are prosecuted, but not those named as seen in the Sabbath on account of the illusions of the demon relaxation is the penalty for heretical sorcery causing death but the difficulty of proving this is very great thus gradually the worst features of witch persecution disappeared in italy while yet belief in the reality of witchcraft was untouched as late as seventeen forty three benedict XIV manifests complete acceptance of it when discussing the nice question whether a witch terrified by threats and blows commits a fresh sin by transferring to an ox the deadly spell which she has cast upon the son of the man who beat her he concludes that she is guilty of a fresh sin, while the father is excusable, for he presumably does not know that she has yet to have recourse to the demon to effect the transfer, and his only object is to save his son. Moreover, Benedict, in his great work on canonization, not only admits the common opinion as to incubi and succubi, but he does not deny that in the same way such unions may result in offspring. In fact, the supreme authority of the modern Catholic Church, St. Alfonso Liguari, repeats without disapproval the common opinion of the doctors that witches are transported through the air and that the theory of illusion is very pernicious to the church as it relieves them from the punishment prescribed for them thus the two lands in christendom in which the inquisition was thoroughly organized escaped the worst horrors of the witch craze the service rendered especially by the spanish holy office in arresting the development of the epidemic so constantly reappearing can only be estimated by considering the ravages in other lands where protestants who had not the excuse of obedience to papal authority were as ruthless to catholics in the deadly work did space permit it would be interesting to trace the development and decline of the madness throughout europe but it must suffice to allude to nicholas remy a witch judge in lorraine who boasts that his work on the subject is based on about nine hundred cases executed within fifteen years and to the estimate that the total number in germany during the seventeenth century was a hundred thousand in these burning alive was often considered an insufficient penalty and the victims were torn with hot pincers or roasted over slow fires france was less a prey to the delusion than germany but in sixteen o nine henry the fourth sent a commission to cleanse the pays de labor of witches which in the hurried work of four months burnt nearly a hundred including several priests and was obliged to leave its task uncompleted for the land was full of them. Two thousand children were transported to the aquilaries almost every night, and the assemblages consisted of a hundred thousand, though some of these were phantoms. For Great Britain, the total estimate of victims is thirty thousand, of whom about a fourth may be credited to Scotland. When, in 1775, Sir William Blackstone could deliberately write, to deny the possibility, nay, actual existence of witchcraft and sorcery, is at once flatly to contradict the revealed word of God, and the thing itself is a truth to which every nation in the world hath in its turn borne testimony. We cannot judge the Inquisition harshly for maintaining to the last its existence in theory, while refusing to reduce that theory to practice. End of chapter 9